The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they make me less grumpy. That's a good good idea. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. The media proves this, that the return of Jesus is on the way because the rise of the false prophets has lots to do with the end times. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? And I thought a lot about this question today, and I'm really going to give you the best answer that I can come up with. Ready? Why not? Okay. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Wow. You know, that's 10,800 half seconds. I just want to point that out. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Bye. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy. The question is, why do we act like God is performance-oriented and not full of grace? Why do we do that? That's a really good question. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, you can reach out to us. There's a couple of ways to do that. Skywriting is prohibited, but you can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Amazing Jen. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like being the one millionth customer and winning a prize. Oh, my. And then you will feel amazing. There you go. That's how you feel. Amazing. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214 210-8483. You can also send an email, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. Not super califragilistic expialidocious, just David 
at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website, as we always do. A couple things to keep in mind there. If you have prayer requests, of course, we want you to be able to share them. We're going to give you that opportunity to do that on the show. But before we get there, if you want to have a private prayer request, you go to the website. You can fill out the information. Nobody will know, but you will be prayed for. That's the commitment that we make. Additionally, we want you to be aware that if you are looking to have a website built for your business, your ministry, or your pastor, $57 a month, no setup fee, no cancellation fee. And the reason I know that, it's because my son owns the company. And if he doesn't do it that way, he'll have to hear from me. And hearing from me is not always fun if you're my children. The last thing I want to tell you is that if you are inclined to giving, we are inclined to receiving. That's that. Uh, bottom line is it takes money to make the whole thing happen. And, uh, you know, how am I supposed to get into my Learjet? All right, how am I supposed to get into my Ferrari? All right, how am I, how am I supposed to get into my 100,000-plus-mile Kia that is I'm lucky if I make it there or back without a little gas money? That's the bottom line. Hey, if you can give, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. Do your best. At the end of the year, we're not going to give you anything but a receipt and the promise that you have given unto the kingdom of God as best as we understand and how to advance it. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org I'm going to go with that's eating a banana split. Okay? That's... What happens to my head against the table after I eat the banana split, and it goes. That's that's what it is. Quick shout out to Dynamic D. Nobody knows what that means yet, but we do. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to tell you is, if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, this is that opportunity to do that. We don't do everything perfectly, as you know, so you don't have to share perfectly. The most everybody knows this is not professional radio. This is more like two cans and a really long string. So think of it in those terms for radio, but you have that opportunity to have other brothers and sisters pray with you, or you have that other opportunity to share some of the great things the Lord is doing in your life. In your life, And if you want other people to hear about things that the Lord is doing, it's a great opportunity for the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Quick update on Easton which has been the big up and down. Most of you who have uh, listened to the show for three-plus years know this has been going on forever and ever, and it seems like it keeps going on. So they went to the hospital last night. Uh, he did really poorly, and then this morning he's doing a lot better, and I'm telling my daughter that we're going to rename Easton Yo-Yo because, or Duncan because it's just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's just like... Could you imagine being a new mom, having a six-year-old, a five-year-old, Easton, who's a challenged child, and then a new baby? <laughs> My goodness gracious. Talk about faith pushing. Wow, that's testing. If you ask me, it's like, I don't know how she does it. So anyway, keep Easton in prayer and Julian and Jared, specifically Julian and Jared, who are doing great together, but they need prayers for refreshment. I think that's a wise thing to do. The other thing I want to do is pray for the audience. I want to pray for healing for the audience, especially our brother Ace. So let's do it. Let's take our faith, collect it together. I have an ounce. You have an ounce. Everybody has an ounce. Together, we have multiple ounces of faith. Let's bring it before the Lord and pray. Father, 
we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you first and foremost because you're awesome and you're kind to us and your graciousness to us. It exceeds anything that we could ever deserve, and we appreciate it. And we're asking you to touch people in our audience right now that have physical needs, just like Easton has physical needs. We pray for our brother Ace that you'd bring healing into his life. You'd bring healing into Gary's life. You would touch some of these people who are struggling, some of these people whose wives are struggling and husbands are struggling. We're asking for grace, for mercy, for kindness, and for favor from the Most High God. We seek your help. Turn our hearts to you and pray. Please let these prayers be turned into testimonies. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, into the Word of God. Is anything I'm forgetting? Is anything I'm forgetting anything? Okay. That's right. I have to check nowadays. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, we are in Psalm 23. You can't get in a better psalm than Psalm 23, and we are at a classic portion of Psalm 23. For those of you that don't know, we are at verse 4 of Psalm 23, and it says the following. Ready? All right. So actually, we're in, yeah, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Let's just stop right there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is not death itself. So I just want to make sure you understand what David is writing about. What he writes about is being close to death. How close to death? Like shadow close to death. You ever go outside and the sun hits you and there's a shadow that's uh, about an inch away from you or less and it kind of touches you and goes all the way up for a little bit depending on how you're standing and how the sun is going. That's what he's talking about. He's being the he's talking about the closeness and he and just so you can know when it says the valley of the shadow of death a valley implies a large territory that's at a low point. So if you think of the, the valley of the shadow of death, you think of a large territory that's at a very low point that's at the edge of death. Definitely a hard place, right? A dark place in the sense that it's the shadows. And so David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and there's a couple of things to pick up here. He doesn't just say, Oh, things are looking tough, and I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, so I quit. That's not what he does. And you want to know why he does it? Because you don't do that. You're walking through it. You don't have to just sit there and take it. I mean, the great illustration, but some of you won't like it, but that's kind of how that goes. Uh, I was in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I took a – I had been riding horses my whole life, but not professionally or anything like that, just like socially. And then uh, I it was uh, doing a horse lesson, and I fell off on the from the horse, and I landed on the ground. And guess what's on the ground? That's right. You can figure out what's on the ground. And you know what you don't do when you fall off the horse? You don't just sit there and lie there. There's a couple of reasons you don't lie there. One, you don't want the horse to step on you. That'd be nice. And then two, you know what you're lying in, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to get up. Seven times a righteous man falls, and seven times he gets up. And sometimes you just got to get up and dust it off and what? Get back on the horse. So David's walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He's not just going to sit there and take He's going to keep going. You don't quit. Okay, what's that? There's an old saying, quitting is for quitters. 
<laughs> you don't quit. You keep going. It's like, well, I know, Dave, but it's hard. Welcome to the universe. Isn't it nice? You're better you should be alive and have to go through struggle than have no life at all. And so David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, now here's where it gets really tough because if I go down this road, we won't break for an hour. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow it down there. But let's just recognize what he's saying. This is not death itself. It's being close to death. It's shadow close to death. And the valley implies this huge territory at a low point, and it's really right at the edge. So what is it that David's going to do? That's what we're going to talk about when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Oh, that is la, 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. 
By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the... And I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our first trivia question. Paul and Barnabas had an argument over a certain person traveling with them on their missionary journey. What was that person's name? Paul and Barnabas had an argument over a certain man traveling with them on their missionary journey. What was that man's name? If you think you know that man's name, you are welcome to call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an uh, email, david at hemusincrease.org. Jenny is the first one with the pow-pow. Nice, 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 nice. Let's do some DNA. Uh, DNA, for those that don't know, it's the building blocks of what we're made of. So when we do DNA, what we're doing is we're saying these are the things that we need to operate in on a regular basis. So I'm going to ask Jennifer and see if she's all set for that. Ready, Jen, for DNA? Here we go. D stands for... D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Okay, I can get that out of my mouth somehow. Daily, which means every day that ends in Y, you spend time with the guy in the sky. This is what it is. It's spending time with the Lord. We say this on a regular basis because as things get weirder and weirder, guess where you need to go where it's closer and closer and safer and safer and wiser and wiser and better and better, and that's to the Lord. That's D. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what he said. In Luke chapter 9, verse 26, he said that if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Bad plan. Don't do that. Skip that altogether. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which puts it on us that, guess what? The universe isn't just about our little world. It's about the world that the Lord introduces us to. We want to be a vessel of his grace and his mercy and his wisdoms and his blessings, and that requires us to be thoughtful of other people. Hmm, interesting idea. Uh, trivia question again. Paul and Barnabas had an argument over a certain man traveling with them on their missionary journey. What was the man's name? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must increase.org. Now, this portion right here that I'm going to teach on is one of my favorites, but it is one of the more difficult portions not to hear and not to read, but to implement. 
So after we take the caller who's calling in on that, we're going to give them a chance. We'll give them the chance to answer a trivia question, then we'll come back and talk about what we need to do in regards to implementation of walking really, really in darkness from time to time in a, in a valley that's very low that feels like it's just about to squeeze us to death. But before we get there, let's have the person answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Terry in Dallas. Hi, how are you? I'm good, David. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. I, I always enjoy your show. I thank you so much <laughs> for that. That's so nice of you. All okay. right. All right. Here we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ready? Paul and Barnabas, yes. they had an argument over a certain guy traveling with them on their missionary journey. What was that guy's name? Was it Mark? That is correct. I'm like, no! This is John Mark, and that, that here's what's amazing about this. So it's John Mark, and then it's Mark, and, and when when he had a really hard time, and he did have a hard time. I mean, he kind of bailed on him, whatever the case may be. But the redemption of the Lord, it was He who yes. wrote the Gospel of Mark. So what a yes. comeback from from having a tough time. It's like Lord, the Lord is the Lord of rebound. And that's yes, what happened indeed. with him. So excellent job. Very, very good work. <laughs> Thank you. All Have right. a good day. All right. Thanks. God bless. Bye. All right. See, now, if we only had money to give out, then we'd really be something. <laughs> that's right. We're not giving out money. It's trivia. All right. Uh, now, I want to go to this part. This is huge. This could be the – and I'm telling you, implementation-wise, this is so – for me, I read it. I know it's true. I know I need to do it. I just need to move from knowing it to doing it kind of mentality. Here's uh, David writing in uh, Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, I just just listen to that. I will fear no evil. I will – that's what's that? What's the will? That's you making a decision, me making a decision. I will fear no evil. This is the part that makes it difficult. Ready? It's a choice in many circumstances whether we're going to be afraid or not. Now, how about that? Isn't it a drag to be fearful of something? I mean, it's a bummer, and usually, and most that I can tell, about 99% or so, fear has to do with some anticipation of something that's coming. Usually it has to do with the future, because you're not afraid of the past. You might be afraid of what the past does to you in the present or does to you in the future, but most fear has to do with what's up and coming, and it's a decision. Now, that's the part you got to get, and that's the part I got to get. So listen to what David says, and I know we don't talk about this, because every time they do this psalm, as far as I know, this is the one. They don't do this one at the weddings. They do this psalm at the funerals. <laughs> Just being honest. Have you been to funerals? They do this psalm. This is the one they do, right? Or a poem or something. Now, at weddings, they do 1 Corinthians 13, but at funerals, they do this one, okay? Why? Well, because he's talking about the shadow of death. Here's the deal. He goes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm not going to be afraid. How is that possible? 
How is it possible that David is going to make a decision not to be afraid? How are you going to do that, David? What is it you're going to do? Well, besides using Hebrews 13, 5, and 6 and Deuteronomy 31, 6, besides using Matthew 1 and Matthew 28, besides using Joshua 10 and 1 Samuel 10 and 1 Samuel 18, 14, besides all that, he says, you are with me. You want to know how you get through without being afraid? That. Moving that truth into your mind. Moving that truth into your heart. Moving that truth into your walk. The Lord is with us in good times and in bad times. It would sure be helpful if we would not just say this, but actually act like this. Listen to what he's saying. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. So take you, put it in any circumstance, insert God next to you, and now what? Different. Always. And I love that because this last part, and a lot of people go, a lot of theology here, but we'll just keep it simple. So you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod, just in case you're wondering, is for correction. The staff is for guidance. They're both there for protection. That is not the main emphasis of the verse. I'm just telling you. I know it's great, and they do great teachings, and people talk about at length, oh, the rod is this, and the staff is this, and blah, 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 blah. I got it. I got it. Got it. That's not the the big thing is David is going, you know, this, this time in my life, it's a drag. It's a downer. It's not going the way I want it. I feel like I'm just going to exit. This is just how bad it feels. But I'm not going to be afraid of evil. And here's why I'm not going to be afraid of evil, God. Because you're with me. And I don't have to be afraid of evil. That's what he's saying. So ironically, if, uh, if they do use this at a funeral... That's fine, but really they should use this for dark times that people are going through and the people that stand there and trust the Lord for whatever's going on. Look, it does not communicate that that everything in life is perfect. It does not communicate that everything is simplistic. It does communicate that you will go through times and trials that are that are that are challenging. But even though you walk through, not build a, an idol to, set up camp in, or decide you're going to put out your sleeping bag and sleep in the valley of the shadow of death, you're supposed to walk through it, not just sit there and take it, so to speak. You walk through it, and even though you're going through that process, you do not need to be afraid. And the reason is because God is with you. Again, you go back to understanding how important that that Matthew one twenty three is, where it says that you shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with you. He just wants everybody to know, I am here. I'm not in Pluto, although he is in Pluto. He's not just hanging out in Pluto. He's also right next to you, knowing what you're going through. He's got a rod, he's got a staff, he's ready to take care of, he's ready to protect you, and he's also ready to correct you. That's a part of being a child of God. But he will not abandon you. I say yes. I vote yes, let's do that. 
Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in, in, in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus. And as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon Experience.